what is off the groove? It means you've blown the line or you're pushing the limits a little bit too far, or just maybe you might be looking for a faster way around the racetrack. Off the Groove with Scotty Dubler. August 16th, 2019, episode number 92. Yeah, I'm excited. <laughs> uh, I actually have somebody to think, or a name to think about, or a rider to think about that's related to 92 this week that I know. Go for it. BP 92, Brandon Price. He's but not, he's I know not, he's, he's not. not he's still he's still BP 92 in my heart. He is 192 right nope. now. Next year, next year, nope. he'll be number 92. He earned his national number. Do yeah. you know why he's number 92? Do you know why? Well, he, we talked about it when he interviewed, right? I'm asking you. Do you know why he's number oh, 92? Man, you're gonna put me on the spot. I don't remember. I don't. So Hot Rod Rodney Ferris was national number 92. He yeah. was from Maryland. Brandon Price is from Maryland, and Brandon told me earlier this year, since right now he's probably, in my opinion, he's almost already locked up the rookie of the year, so he will have the first pick at getting a national number next year, uh, probably more than likely, and he's going to take number 92 to honor Rodney Ferris, and that was his number when he was an amateur, and I love it. Uh, I really do hope that that works out exactly like you just said, because, you know, I got this BP92 tattoo on my left arm. And I was really bummed when he went to that 192. <laughs> so as soon as he can get back to that 92, I'm going to be stoked. If you haven't seen that tattoo, Brandon, I'll send you a picture. So I think what I came up with, maybe at Lima or somewhere right around there, is when he did really good, when he's quick time, yeah. I said, the price is right for Brandon Price. <laughs> I like that. I slid, I slid that in there. A couple of people a couple of people text me when I said that. So that's pretty cool, too. I mean, I how cool it. is it? Your last name is Price. Yeah, you can have a lot of fun with that. So speaking of new things Uh-oh. where are you at right now this what, are you, is, what are you doing this is a little weird for me i'm in my buddy's studio here in lakeland florida uh i'm here for the week and uh he's got a nice little setup it's just not what i'm used to every week so we had to do a little bit of testing uh first i want to thank our guests this week which we'll get to in a minute for uh, for their patience as i was getting settled in with this new setup and testing some things with you thank you for your patience this week i know it's been a little bit more uh, than we're used to week in and week out. But, uh, you know, it's just part of the learning curve, right? Going and trying to make sure we can still put out a show. So I'm here all week. Um, what's up? I was going to ask, why are you down there? Uh, I'm here all week because I'm going to a podcast convention because uh, we've been doing this for about a year, and I think I want to actually take it a little, take it to the next level and do, uh, do a little bit more. Not that I'm not happy with what we're doing, but you can always make it better. So Hold, hold on, hold well, on. 92 weeks is way more than a year. Yeah, well, about a year and a half, yeah, almost almost two years. Yeah, it's, we're pretty close to two years, so yeah, year and a half, year and a quarter, three quarters. Yeah, I don't know. I was just trying, trying to say, don't, cut your, don't, don't sell yourself short. Well, I mean, we started this, <laughs> as you know, we made a podcast, and then it became what it is, and now it's evolved to this thing, and I think that uh, we might actually want to try to do it for real at some point. Not that we're not now, but... Wait. Like, like for a job and like make money doing it? I don't know, dude. You know, wouldn't that be a dream if you could sit at home and do your podcast and make some money doing it? Or take it down the road and live on the road in a motorhome and do the podcast wherever I wanted to if I'm yeah. doing it at the racetrack. There's, you know, like that's why we're testing these other things. No matter you know? no matter how good you are at something, you could always be better. There's things you can learn There's that can make you better, more efficient, like save you money. There's all those things. So I, this convention is, it's like the large, one of the largest in the country, and uh, they do it every year. Um, so I figured I'd go. I, I'm, I'm volunteering so I can go learn, and I'm going to get to listen to some speakers and learn some, learn some shit this week. I'm stoked. Awesome. 
so last weekend you played motocross up in new york and so you were tired and you missed <laughs> some of the racing action in sacramento but what did you see and what did you like from what you were seeing on fanschoice.tv man i'll tell you if you travel enough you're gonna have a bad travel day and heading into uh unadilla was a nightmare for me i didn't get into like 3 30 or 4 in the morning they lost my bag there's so much there um so i worked a full day because i have to get there at like six in the morning for the broadcast i get home and i, I made it as long as i could I, I didn't make it to the mains though i it, i don't know we won't get into the track but it looked um, like it might have been a challenge. I don't know. The, I, I did see the semis. <laughs> That's kind of where I fell off. So the the track was a little bit rough. Yeah. It was rougher than normal. Uh, I've heard through the grapevine that the horse people added some more, you know, material into the track. So yeah. it was a little bit more sandy, and sand is very, very hard to pack down. So um, I'm not going to speak for anybody because I don't know how the building of the track process went, but I just heard rumors that there was more sand in the dirt than normal, gotcha. uh, which allowed some braking bumps, especially going into the corner. Yeah. Um, and, you know, the racing was still really good, but it was just a little rougher than normal. It wasn't your typical Sacramento mile. I don't know if it's just been because we've seen so many you know, short tracks or, or half miles lately in TTs, uh, and we just haven't seen that many miles. I, I like it. I always like to see the drafting, and I like to see different riders get up in front that aren't normally up there because they have, you know, a little bit a better skill set on these miles. But to me, I've, I've, I've kind of grown myself to like the half miles. I, it's those are, those are coming to be my favorite tracks. I don't know why. Everything's right in front of you on a half mile and a short track. Yeah. So when you get to a mile, it gets more spread out. But, um, you know, at the red mile, I don't think there was as much drafting as there was here at Sacramento. Uh, we got Peoria coming up this weekend and then we're going to get to some real drafting at the, at the Springfield mile. Absolutely. But, um, I, I don't, who did I pick in the, in the production twins class? You I, had, are you just, remember. you just asking me to show off again? Cause you had another no. amazing week of picks. No, I, I wasn't wanting you to record are. this part. I just, I couldn't remember who I picked in the production twins class. So in the production twins class, you pick Corey, what fourth, you're just off the box. So you're still up there in your picks, but like what was your singles pick was who? My singles pick was Shayna. Shayna. She won. won. Yeah. She won. She won. And yeah. then your twins and pick was Mies. And he won. Or you said well, Briar. Hold on. I didn't. I didn't. I, yeah. I, t I took Briar because I, I thought he was going to come in there on the momentum train. He yeah. got second. He tracked down Mies at the very end. Like, I think he started that process. I don't know what he found in those last two laps, but I think he started a lap too late because he caught up to him. But just wasn't able to pass him. Uh, Meese led 22 laps. Briar led two. And Brian Smith actually led one lap before he actually drifted back a ways to fourth. Well, there you go. That's my that's my well, the closest I got to it. I mean, I think Smith was my twins, and he so he led a lap at least. Well, he actually he, uh, Smith actually got fifth. I saw the four, but he actually got fifth. I, don't, I thought I said fourth, but oh, nice. Smith was fifth. And I gotta I gotta give a shout out to my Oklahoma buddy, uh, my former teammate Ronnie Jones, finishing with a top ten out there on the Essence and Yamaha. Yeah, Ronnie Jones still kicking ass. How old is he now? Fifty eight. Fifty eight years old. Damn that's impressive. Absolutely. Let's talk about the production twins class a little bit more because it was just as exciting, I think, as the other two classes. Dalton Gauthier found some speed in that main event. He tracked down the leader. J.R. Addison was very fast all day. Corey Texter actually led the first three laps. And when they sent him out onto the racetrack, they just prepped the track. And Corey looked like he got really, really sideways. They did bring him in for a red flag. The timing and scoring wasn't working. So they brought him in for a red flag. They sent him out two more laps to check the track. I think 
that might have affected Corey in the in his head right there because he just wasn't charging. I don't think as as much as he was earlier in the day. So I think if the track would have been a little bit better, Corey probably would have put off the win. And then Colby Carlisle found some speed on the last lap and worked his way up to third. Uh, again, Jair Addison was fastest all day. He settled for second though because Gautier found some speed and. And he won by 1.9 seconds. Well, it kind of looks like I know what I'm talking about because I picked Carlisle and he was on the podium. There you go. I thought I, I did say something about Barnes. I thought he was going to do a lot better than he did. He ended up 16th. Chad Coase did not start because he wanted to focus on the singles class. So that's why he was scored with 17th place finish. Yeah, I'll tell you what. Like, I'm just pissed because I couldn't stay up and see this one. This would have been an awesome one to watch. Um, I'm looking forward to the NBCSN show, though, because I'm going to be able to see this one. I hope they uh, they do a, a decent uh, feature on it or at least do something uh, to hit on Why wouldn't they? The XG750 won a race. You got you to gotta put that in there, right? First first time ever that's crazy an xg 750 has won in american flat track a year ago would you have said would you have believed me when i told you that dalton would be back and he would be the first one to win on an xg would you well, i mean it's it's no. it, it's believable no, no. but I, yeah I, I i didn't even think he was coming back i know that he'd made an effort once or twice last year i heard something you know some rumblings about somebody in california was helping him out I uh, didn't know anything about him even trying the road to recovery. Yeah, I think it's great what he's doing. Absolutely, and it's showing it's showing other people that it can be done. And I mean, you don't always have to. If you take a wrong path, you can get right back on the straightened path. And I, I love it. You know, uh, my hats off to Robbie Bobby for for sticking his neck out there and being exactly. right there with him. Yep, making sure he he stays clean. You know what? He's doing what he has to do. He absolutely is, and I was going to say, I'm glad you mentioned Robbie Bobby to you because I think his story is just as good as well. So um, we'll continue to watch them uh, do big things, I'm sure, throughout the rest of this year, and who knows what's going on with them for 2020. I mean, it's still kind of up in the air, and you know, we're well into silly season, even though we're just past halfway, I'm sure. This this production of Twins class is really growing on me, so uh, looks to see, can't wait to see what they do for the rest of the year. I can't wait. Did you, have you talked to Reimer yet? Is Reimer stoked? Have I you? haven't talked to him. I know I know the last day of the Sturgis Rally, he got a, a new Nikki Hayden tattoo on, I his, saw that. on his arm. I saw that. That was awesome, but I haven't got to talk to him. I, I just know how busy that Sturgis Bike Week is, so uh, hopefully I'll see him pretty soon. I know he's going to uh, the, the Springfield race. I'm probably going to see him at the Harley-Davidson dealer meeting that's coming up right after Peoria as well. So I'll get to talk to him a little bit then. Um, before we move off the subject of Sacramento, I just got to say that that singles race was awesome uh shana tex was up there the whole time she actually led nine laps mikey rush led six tristan avery was up there lap after lap and he was up there battling with the leaders he was on his own honda the waters auto body team did not make the trip out west so tristan rode rode the wheels off his honda dan bromley who wasn't a factor until like the last couple laps he settled for fourth so it was shana mikey rush tristan avery dan bromley and then ryan wells chad coast just outside the top five I, I don't think I sent it to you. I told you I would. The, the There's some guy named Joe. I don't know how to say his last name. So I'm just going to call him no, Joe because I don't want to mispronounce his last name. I don't know what he does, but I think uh, he works with Polaris or something. I don't know. He was, he was on the start finish on the inside of the track, and he shot a slow okay. motion video of that finish. Shayna has reshared it on her Facebook. I don't know if she did it on Instagram too, but it's a badass. Like I didn't see the race, but that's all I needed to see right there was that finish to know how, how close that one was. That looked insane. And Shayna pulls out another one, back-to-back -back wins for Texter. Yeah, she wins by 0 .063 seconds, so super close. But that was at the mile. We got a big race coming up this weekend, and, and uh, it's actually coming up tomorrow, and I can't wait to get to Thunder Valley. 
Peoria was one of my favorites every year to go to. And you kind of, I'll never forget, dude, before I went to Peoria for the first time, we would talk, you know, before leading into the race weekend, we'd talk about where we're going to, you know, produce the show and talk the storylines and what we're going to talk about. You, you told me just when you go over that hill, you're going to see it and you're going to just be like, wow. And I was like, oh, cool. Like, I hope you hadn't set my expectations too high. So I was like, I, I get there with all those expectations and I, and I, I'll never forget walking over that hill for the first time, man. It's, it is a, it's, it's a field of dreams type feeling there. Like where you're like in this place that was built specifically for this thing. And it's just unbelievable. I, I, I still get chills watching it on fans choice to this day. Dude, you just gave me, you just gave me goosebumps <laughs> because that's how exciting this place is. And, yeah. and I just remember it was one of my favorite places to go as a racer and, and now as a, an announcer, you know, more than an announcer, a huge fan of the sport. I love just going over that hill. Well, I just, I don't even take a car down there. I just walk so I can take it all in. Nice. I say hi to all the people I see every year at the PMC, the Peoria Motorcycle Club. Check it all out. You can go through the tunnel, go underneath the front straightaway. I usually walk across front straightaway because I get there early enough. But, and you pit right there in front of everybody. You know, you don't, all the fancy rigs, they go somewhere else. Everybody's pitted underneath their easy up tents <laughs> with access to all the fans. Yep and it's so cool and there's there's hardly any grandstands if any at all everybody sits on the hill they bring their they bring their blankets their towels and and they hang out and everybody has a good time and we're going to be talking to swearinger here in a bit you you work with john for a couple years now i worked with him the couple years i was there good dude he's really got uh, a handle on operations there and uh he he's he's kind of the guy that's in charge of just about everything there on race day um so we'll be talking to him in a bit and you know since we're going into peoria why not talk to D-Man himself, Henry Wiles, and see where he's up to? Because he's had a, oh. a rough couple weeks, right? He, he's not the man. He's the king. <laughs> You're of right. Fury, the I'm king. sorry. Sorry, When Henry. you win 14 years in a row, should have been 15, but we rained out that one year when he was past qualifier. Should have, could have been 15, but 14 times in a row, 14 races in a row at any track is incredible. I don't care if it's the track down the street, but you know to do it on the national level, to be healthy enough to race week in and week out year after year and to have the speed 14 years in a row is just incredible. So do you want to talk about, you know, what we think about heading into this race before, or do you want to wait to talk to these two and then talk about it on the back end? Well, I think Henry's going to share something very important. So maybe we should talk about what we're going to see this weekend after our interviews. All right, let's do it. Uh, first up, we'll have Mr. John Swearinger, a race director for the Peoria Motorcycle Club and uh, the guy that's in charge on, on race day. You want you want me to give him a call? Yeah, dial him up. Hi, Scotty. How are you doing, sir? I'm doing pretty good. Good. I heard you've been pretty busy up there. we got a big weekend coming up. It's going to be the Law Tigers Peoria TT presented by the Country Saloon. So how are things going up there in Illinois? Work, 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 man. That's all we know. Are you still at the track right now? No, I got home about an hour ago. Um, all right. I worked a full day for Mr. Caterpillar, and then I went out to the track and worked for a few hours. All right. So you are the race director this year. So just tell me what exactly the race director's duties are leading up to the event. Everything. Many hats. I run everything. I line up everything. And if I don't handle it personally, I put the people in place that do handle it. Um, Work with American Flat Track, work with all of our sponsors. I got you. So how long have you been with the Peoria Motorcycle Club? 
I have only been a member for five years now. Okay. Uh, this is my fourth year as the race director, so I was very new when they needed somebody to step in and do this. Uh, I had no idea that I could do it, but I've been told I'm doing a pretty good job. Awesome. I, I would have to agree with that. I think everything's rolling really smooth. I, I know there was a race there earlier this spring. I heard there were some changes to the jump. Can you elaborate on that at all? Yeah, we had, like a lot of the country, a very wet spring. We did not get on the track to to work the track until the week of the race in June. And once again, without Caterpillar, we couldn't have done what we did. Uh, it's it's no longer a two-jump configuration. We worked with uh, American Flat Track. We knew it had to be a, more exciting for the fans, but it also had to remain safe for the riders. And I think a lot of the riders were really missing the wow factor of the Peoria TT, which was the jump. Okay, so... During the spring race, did you have it already set up the way it's going to be for this race coming up this weekend? We we did not. We failed miserably. We didn't have time to test the, the jump at all. It was only enough to unload the suspension. I think people like Henry got a little air off of it, but not much. And we knew it had to be redone. And we did some uh, pretty cool stuff to, to get it to where it is right now. How nice is it to have Caterpillar right there in your backyard? Their home base is right there in Peoria. Uh, their world headquarters moved recently to Deerfield, but yes, they, they've been out of Peoria. The world headquarters has been Peoria a really long time. I personally am a 25-year Caterpillar employee, which I'm pretty wow. proud of. Okay, that's awesome. So do you run the equipment too? Did you help re reconfigure the racetrack? Is that part of your job? I mean, or did no, you just no, tell people what to do? They won't let me anywhere near that stuff. They don't let me near it either. <laughs> so I also been hearing some rumors that there's a big river party down there in, in downtown Peoria that kind of coincides with your event, the Peoria TT. I've been hearing a lot of rumors that the party is closed down. That is that true? Yes, they decided not to do the, the party down on the riverfront this year for various reasons. Um and a lot of people confuse Grand National Weekend with the Peoria TT race. Okay. They think that we have something to do with that party. It was built around the race. Uh, right. A lot of people don't even know that Sturgis was all started with racing. And the Absolutely. same with Daytona. Right. And and their decision has nothing to do with, with us or what we've done. However, there were some news media outlets locally that were reporting that the uh, the motorcycles were falling silent and all i can say is fake news man wow we're, we're rolling 73rd annual that's this awesome I, I i i can't wait i've been looking at my notes and getting everything dialed in uh, i cannot wait to get there i can't wait to get my first pmc burger i think one year i think i had like six of them they kept bringing them to me and i man i I sure love going to Peoria and just going down the hill, rolling into Thunder Valley. There's just the atmosphere. I know we've talked to different people, like we talked to the promoter of the Buffalo Chip. The ambiance there is different. But when you come to Peoria, it's it's old school. It's been there forever. And the heritage of the sport is just amazing. And I just, I just can't wait to get there. I, I've been told by some of the AFT people that see every track on the circuit that 
it takes their breath away every year the first time they go over that hill. Yep, I would agree one hundred percent. And we are pretty proud of it. Absolutely, you you should be. I think I think it's the longest running race in America, if I'm not mistaken. On the definitely is on the national circuit. I know there's there's the Barbara Fritchie Classic that goes on in Maryland, but that's a half mile. It's a lot different than what you got going on. But as far as nationals, you guys are definitely the longest one, right? I believe we are the oldest purpose-built, continuous purpose-built motorcycle track in the U.S. There you go. I love that. I know we've talked about some of your sponsors, Caterpillar. We talked about uh, the, you know, it's the country saloon, big big part of it. Also, the Walters Brothers, Harley Davidson, right there in Peoria. You've got a little history on that. One of the Walters Brothers actually used to be part of the Peoria Motorcycle Club. Is that right? Bruce Walters was the uh, the founding father of of the Peoria Motorcycle Club. We've traced the name back further before Bruce, but. But once they joined the AMA in 1931, that was Bruce that was behind it. Uh, he actually also put the down payment on the club grounds that, that we still wow. enjoy today. Wow. That's amazing. And another sponsor, World of Power Sports, they've been on board. The uh, last couple of years I've been saying their names when I go there. So what are they What are they doing for you guys? Uh, they they help provide side by sides that we need to uh, you know not have to walk everywhere. Those those hills get longer every day. Oh. <laughs> I mean, every time you walk uh, yes. up and down them, they seem longer. Uh, I so feel we have that. Shuttles, we have shuttles provided by World of Power Sports that uh, help get people that need help up and down the hills, so they can enjoy the race and not be worn out in the heat. I mean, it can get kind of hot down there in Thunder Valley. Absolutely, it, but it's it's such a sight to see. I don't remember very many grandstands there. Everybody just comes in, brings their blankets or towels, sits on the ground, and just enjoys the 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 great race that you have. So, are tickets still available? Can people still get into the race? Tickets are still available at local motorcycle shops. They are also available online, and they will be a uh, available at the gate. Awesome. So Henry Wiles has a fourteen race win streak i heard that might be up in jeopardy he uh hurt his ankle he may or may not be there uh who are you looking for to go fast out there in the premier class the twins class i guarantee you if that henry will be there uh whether or not he'll be racing i don't know if it's okay. all possible i'm sure he will be and there's, there's a lot of good riders out there the, the Bauman brothers or Jared, there's there's some people that are very hungry to win this race. Absolutely. Jared was here in the spring. I, I think they they all want to, to wear that crown, although I think it still belongs to King Henry. Absolutely. King he- yeah, absolutely. King Henry, and then you got Prince Chris. You know, the Prince of Peoria is Chris Carr. Those two have dominated there for so many years, so maybe somebody else will take the throne and take over as the new king of Peoria. It's going to take a little bit. Of, what about the singles class? It's pretty stacked as well. You got any predictions for that one? Jesse always does really well. Jesse Janet. Uh, so we'll we'll see. He's he's pretty uh, pretty competitive at Peoria. He's won the last couple, I believe. Yeah, he's won the last two, and he's got three total. Hayden Gillum won there before, also in the singles class, but he's not going to be there in the twins class. And then we got Ryan Sipes who won the Buffalo chip and that guy can ride just about anything. So I think the singles class is going to be just as competitive as the twins class. The singles are always good to watch. Always competitive racing. 
Absolutely. Well, do you, at the end of the episode, we, we call people, we usually talk to writers and sponsors and whatnot. We ask if they want to give thanks to anybody. Here's your chance to say thanks to anybody you'd like to. Well, first of all, I'd like to thank my wife for putting up with me for uh, doing <laughs> this job. Plus, right. Uh, Caterpillar. I'd like to thank uh, our new title sponsor, Law Tigers, and the Country Saloon, our presented by sponsor, uh, as well as Caterpillar, Walters Brothers, Harley Davidson, and World of Power Sports. Awesome. Again, thank you so much for your time. I know it's such a busy week for you, John, and uh, we'll see you this weekend at Thunder Valley. See you there. Let's go racing. John Swearinger, the man himself. That was awesome. The last couple of weeks, it's weird because I talked about how busy Woody was at Sturgis Buffalo Chip. We've talked about how busy all the teams were going, you know, three different tracks and three different, you know, racetracks in, in about five or six days. And now we're talking about John Swearinger. We talk about how busy John's been. And, you know, he was gracious enough to take some time out of his schedule to talk to us just, you know, a few days before as we recorded this earlier in the week, a few days before the Peoria TT, uh, we just appreciate his time for sure. Yeah, I got to tell you, I, I selfishly, obviously love being able to talk to these guys. Um, but it's pretty cool that, that we do get the time to talk to them, you know, the week of, because it does, it kind of gets me hyped up for that race. Um, you know what their challenges are heading into the race. You kind of paints a picture. You get a little history of the track and uh, get a little feel for the people that are in charge and uh, operating some of these races. So it's pretty cool to get to know them. Uh, through through a conversation, right? And I had no idea that the Walters brothers even were members of the PMC. I knew they sponsored motorcycle races. I knew they were flat track fans, but yeah. I didn't know they went back. I didn't know their roots were that deep. That's pretty cool. And if you don't know it, imagine everybody else probably doesn't know it. So. And so that means everybody learned something this there week. There you go. Hey, Carter. What? Hold on. Say what? We, we just talked to the guy that's responsible for putting on this great race. How about we talk to the guy that's won this race the most time? I think that's a great idea. Um, yeah, I, I was texting with him earlier. We said he'd uh, have some time. He went into surgery on Tuesday, but we had some time with him on Monday night before he went into surgery. So we'll get his thoughts before, and then uh, we'll see if we see him at the at the race tomorrow. Let's call him up, Chris. Call, call in the king. Henry Wiles, what's going on, man? Hey, not a whole lot. Just hanging out, watching two and a half men. Yeah, we're sitting here. It's Monday night, five days before <laughs> Peoria, and I've, I've heard some rumors that you're going to have surgery tomorrow on Tuesday. What's going on with that? Yeah, I'm going to have a uh, little surgery, get get my ankle plated, a bone in my ankle. And, um, yeah. I wouldn't definitely not be watching two and a half men five days before Peoria typically. Absolutely. <laughs> so, so your left ankle, your right ankle. Left. And what happened? How did you get injured? Um, I was out, just uh, you know, racing the main event out in Sturgis, uh, the half mile in, well, I guess, excuse me, Black Hills. And went to turn in the corner, and I think Sammy just misjudged where I was going to turn in and ran into my leg. It wasn't, you know, any, any dramatic thing or anything. It just, you know, wasn't even on the ground yet. So it's kind of an awkward deal how it happened. But, um, you know, it is what it is. And going forward. So just a racing deal, um, broke a, a bone in your foot. What lap was that on? Because I didn't notice you were off the pace until like one lap to go or coming to the checkered flag. So when, when in the main event did that happen? Uh, I think I think on about lap 20, 
Okay. So you, you toughed it out for a few more laps. And then, like, like I said, that last lap, it, I thought something broke with the motorcycle because you just kind of coasted across the finish line. So did you just keep going yeah, until you couldn't was, hang on anymore? Yeah. Well, I, I kept thinking about pulling in. I don't know why I really finished the race because it wasn't like I was going fast at that point. But um, I kind of looked back, made sure nobody was coming, kind of rode it out. Um, I, I saw two laps to go, and I figured, well, I'll make it two, two more laps, no problem, as long as I'm not right. in the way. So, okay. Yeah, it was uh, definitely hurt when it happened. I, it, uh, it, about, it about spit me off, actually. Wow. I was curious. Wow. Oh, yeah. It took me a while to gather it up. Just like I said, it was a weird angle, how, how it all happened. You know, the clutch lever was bent way down. And uh, kind of a high-speed deal. I know some people that I know uh, from Michigan, they happened to see it. And um, they, they, were, they said it was a little bit crazy-looking. So <laughs> I, I didn't know how the person who hit me stayed up, just because, like I said, the, the whole thing was kind of a weird deal where it happened. So. I got you. I, I didn't see it. I don't think I, I talked to the guys with AFT and see if they had any footage of it because they're going to want to tell the story. Um, so what what bone exactly broke or do you know exactly what is broken in your foot? Uh, yeah, I guess it's uh, probably my fibula. Oh, so it's in your ankle. So. OK, so it's in your leg, not your foot. OK, I got you. Yeah. yeah. All right. So any chance... Henry Wiles races this weekend. Well, they said I should be able to walk on it in a couple of days. There you go. So, yeah. You get something like that and you're like, oh, I don't know. How bad could it be? But <laughs> Okay. And I've never uh never really had a lot of broken bones that I've had to deal with. And you know, I don't know. I think it's like I say it's a long shot, probably. But Okay. I can, I will. Yeah. I think, uh, yeah, I don't know. Sometimes I don't know what to think. There's a few different ways to look at it, but <laughs> okay. sitting there watching is, I think for me, you know, if I can't race, I'll, I'll still be there. Can't, you know, wait to see the race really, even if I can't right. race. So I remember what it was like when my first Peoria and it's, uh, pretty awesome. You know, just to get your name in that program is like, getting your uh, your face chipped in the side of Mount Rushmore, you know. You look through the Peoria program, it's pretty awesome. All the legends of our sport that are in there that have won that. Nobody really ever lucked into the Peoria CT. He won it because we were fast. Yeah, you definitely have to earn it for sure. So I remember a few years back there was an indoor race at uh, DeCoin, Illinois. You got hit from behind. And I'm pretty sure you went on and raced the next weekend hurt. So this won't be the first time that you will actually, if you do get to race, that you've raced hurt. And if I'm not mistaken, you won the race out there in Salinas, California. Yeah. You know, I got second the first day on the TT. I stuck the front and about high-sided uh, on the first lap and went clear back to 13th and was able to work my way forward. And then, um, yeah, that was, that was on my left knee too. So, right. it, you know. That seems, okay. you know, it can be hard, but that was just ligaments, you know, and um, okay. that probably actually takes a little longer to heal than 
something like a bone. But, um, you know, like I said, I'll know more after tomorrow. And um, it's hard to say, you know, that I won't be there. I know a long shot, but I think, you know, there's a chance and it doesn't hurt that fast. And, of course, I'd line it up. (laughs) Sounds good. I, kn- I knew you would. I know that doesn't scare you at all. So I've also heard a few rumors that you might even be riding the Kawasaki this weekend. I've heard you riding the Indian. So if you do get to race, do you know what bike you're going to ride yet? Yeah, I'd say if I if I was going to race, I'd ride the, the Kawasaki. Okay. All right. But um, I think especially at this point in life, it's probably a little easier to navigate around there. I got you. So tell me about tell me about your 2019 season so far. It, you know, obviously we just heard about Rapid City, but how's your 2019 season looking in your from your eyes? Man, I I thought it was shaping up to be pretty good. Um, honestly, I I kind of figured I was going to get back into third place and knocked off a couple big chunks the last couple races at Lima and um, Weesport there kind of thought we had things dialed on the car track. We tried a few uh, different things, new things at Rapid City, and it didn't quite work out quite the way I was wanting it to, and we were kind of a little further back. You know, I was honestly looking for another podium there, and um, I was almost a little more disappointed with those results and not being up front at Rapid City as I was the buffalo chip <laughs> and i know right everybody kind of you know especially cc guys it's in that but um you know I, I was really kind of looking at everything and figured there was no reason that i couldn't uh finish a solid third in the championship after having a couple bad rounds and before we kind of got some things figured out so you know i think overall it's been okay season it's not anything really to write home about but you know there's probably some people that would trade me too <laughs> I, I would i'd trade in a heartbeat i mean you've got three podiums this year you're, you're still looking for your first win but i know that's coming um i've heard they've adjusted the jump back to one single jump did you go see where where it was in the spring race i know they've even refined it after that so have you seen the configuration yet yeah yeah it's pretty pretty much you know, just how you imagine it. They, I think they moved uh, the takeoff back a little further into the corner so that straight away from, you know, coming out of turn two, the jump isn't quite as long from what I've been told. But um, I haven't seen it yet. So probably, probably like a lot of you, I'll see it Saturday. <laughs> All right. Okay. We had Michael Locke on here last week, and, and we had a, a short time period to talk to him about the 2020 season and the Super Twins class. Um, I didn't get to finish all of my questions yet, but uh, what are your thoughts so far on what you've heard about the new Super Twins class? Well, honestly, I love Michael's vision. You know, I know it's, you know, what came first, the chicken or the egg. It might be tough and it might be hard, you know, for a while, but I think, you know, it's done that anyway. So if we can get to that number and get to where he's talking to that half million to a million then we can we can graduate a little bit and things change so i love his vision honestly 
and okay. it might make it a little harder for a guy like me that you know had a lower budget. That's not the point. <laughs> the point is right. to do it better than what we're doing. I'm I'm into that. I need to get paid. Right, right, exactly. <laughs> yeah, everybody out there, you know, risking their life, and they're doing it right now for a you know because the passion of the sport. Some of the guys are making a good living at it. Few of the guys are, are getting by, and I think you know if if what he says comes true, you know comes through, we get TV time, live TV, and the, his vision is the sponsorship will come. So, like you said, the chicken or the egg. So uh, we're gonna have him on again. If you could ask him one question, you know, do you have a question for him right now, or have you had to sit down with him and talk to him about anything yet? Um, I haven't. No, I haven't really talked to him about anything. I think probably my question would be, where are we going to put our blinkers? Just because of my incident, we'll, we'll probably need blinkers now. Sammy didn't know <laughs> when I was going to turn in. So. Well, glad, glad to hear you haven't lost your sense of humor. <laughs> She's so good. Yeah. Well, I no, I don't know. I, I, I guess um, you know, it's there's it's a lot to take in with the, you know, the super twins. But you know, I'm I'm really not against it. I guess point me in the right direction. I'm looking for a little treasure chest. You know. Yeah, absolutely. I, I guess that, <laughs> that's that's the only thing I need to know. Go race next right year. On. You know, I've done yeah. pretty solid program in my opinion and yeah you know like i said it's definitely not gone the way i want it to but um i don't think we're far away either from really being on the right track and 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 getting the finishes that we're capable of week in and week out you know we went from cushion track to a slick car track and was on the podium both weeks and I, i don't see why we can't do that every week we you know we made good calls all day, throughout the day, both days, and Brian was working with me real well, and he, he worked his tail off, and, you know, the bikes work well, so, you know, it's just a matter of, I think, sometimes putting the right pieces of the puzzle in at the right times, and, um, you know, I'm still learning on some things, so, with the bike, and I think there's some, you know, we, we thought Buffalo Chip even was going to go way different. We rode a little bit. Bike was awesome. I don't know if I could have beat my time on a 450. I mean, I was jamming that Indian. And, you know, on a TT, felt really, really good with it. But then we went to Buffalo Chip, and it was just a different track. And, you know, I once we got there, I realized some things that I needed to change. But it's, at that point, well, it's way too late. <laughs> right, right. We come there in a little better area, I guess, and... and so, I mean, I was just, I was honestly just kind of riding the bike about half as hard as I could. It was, you know, couldn't push on it any more than I was or else something was going to happen. Um, you know, that's just how it goes. So, <laughs> uh, yeah. so you know, you, you move on, and that's why I was really looking forward to the half mile. And then we were just, okay, went out there in the first practice and second and thought, okay you know where we need to be and then we kind of stayed might have made a little bit of the wrong move at that point but you know it's just that's part of the, the learning aspect of it and you need to not do that and everybody else kind of got faster and we got a little bit faster but not where we needed to be so 
things like that are can be frustrating and for the main event even we tried some tried some things because we needed to figure out hey listen you know we know what this is going to do we know where we're going to finish with this let's try something else here to see if we can get Brock in here a little better and, and learn something unfortunately it wasn't uh the track you know was a great track love the track but we just couldn't get hooked up the way we needed to how hard is it, Henry? Because there's there's no place to compare it to in practice like that. I mean, you can't take that inning out and practice on anything similar to that, right? So is that part of the challenge you guys have? Yeah, that that is part of the challenge. Um, you know, shoot, I think Springfield Mile is a good good test of that track. I I mean, you guys love the race in there. Oh yeah, Black yeah. Hills Half Mile. Yeah. So, I mean, that it's a, it was. It's a great track. I was, uh, I don't want to say skeptical because I think Gilly can prep an awesome track, but I was wondering after having a great track for the past few years, how it was going to go this year. And it was awesome again. So the fun track, I honestly look forward to that track every year. So it was just killing me that my times weren't just a couple times better, you know? <laughs> yeah. Did you uh did you get to watch Sacramento while you were at home? Did you did you pay attention to what was going on out west? I I did I did pay attention a little bit. I uh, I missed a little bit of it, but um, overall, yeah, I saw it, and that was another bummer. You know, I would have loved to have been there riding that track. I I love Sacramento, so um, and the fact that you know I had a lot of material collected on the bikes and. It was like, oh, dang, I missed out on that. That looks like fun. Right on. I also, I, I heard rumors that you were helping out or you guys are working on something with Austin Luzak. Can you explain that a little bit more? Yeah, I help Austin when I can. Um, I wasn't really able to be at the track to help him. I thought about trying to get there. Um, but, you know, I just was a, a little late on pulling the trigger on that and, I uh, was trying to go through and get everything set up with the surgery and get everything lined up. But, yeah, I definitely uh, help Austin anytime I can and try to, you know, point him in the right direction and watch him ride when he's at the track. And, if, you know, he asks for my help. I'm, I'm always there to try to point him in the right direction and, you know, tell him at least what I would do if I was him. But, you know, sometimes that's, that's hard to do because riders are different and everything's different. So, um, but yeah, definitely looking looking for him to uh, make some moves and get on up in the standings a little better here. That's cool, man. I appreciate what you do to help out other people in the sport. And uh, I just want to say good luck tomorrow in surgery and let me know when you get out and then I'm going to, give you a call back because I want to hear how funny you are when you come out, when you're all gassed up and all juiced up, all right? Yeah, yeah sounds, sounds good. I've, I've been in there when there was uh, some other guys getting their stuff done, some motocross guys, and uh, they were definitely talking some crap. And it, was, uh, <laughs> it was pretty funny. So I'm kind of quiet. I know, you know, not to say a whole lot because you might say, you know, there's, there's no point in saying some dumb stuff or or even incriminating yourself. So, right, right. You know, stay there and, and shake it off. 
<laughs> All right, man. Sounds good. Again, thanks for the time and, and good luck in surgery tomorrow. And we'll be seeing you this weekend at Peoria. Hopefully you'll be on two wheels. Awesome. I appreciate it. Thanks, guys. So what do you think, Scotty? You think he's going to do it? You think he'll be there on Saturday? He's going to be there on Saturday. I just don't know if he's going to have a throttle in his hand or maybe we can stick a microphone in his hand. Maybe he could help me out. Maybe he could get his opinion on some things. I, I don't know, man. I just, I hope surgery goes well. And yeah. I just, I would love to see him defend his title, but now we know he won't be defending it at 100%. So if he does race and he doesn't win, will there be an asterisk beside that rider's name that wins? I mean, I, I don't know, man. I just, I, I don't know. And that was one thing I always said. I'm glad I don't have to deal with the rule book or making the rules or enforcing the rules because I don't want to be that guy at all. But yes, it's it's going to be interesting to see how they do that if he doesn't make it or if he does make it uh, and does win. Uh, that's going to be an awesome story as well. So uh, it's good to talk to him before he goes into surgery. Wish him the best. You know, we're recording this obviously on Monday night, so we don't know ourselves. I'm sure some social media stuff will get out before the weekend, but I think it's going to be all the way up until the race, until people do or don't know whether he's going to be there or until he shows up in Peoria until people know whether he's racing or not. Absolutely. So uh, let's talk about who's going to go fast and who's maybe going to struggle. I think we need to talk in the singles class. You know, last year's winner is Jesse Janish. He's actually won there three times. He won in 18, 2017, and he also won in 2015. And I think Janish is going to go strong there. He's not my pick, though. Uh, no, he's not your pick. Uh, I, let me guess. Does your pick, does your pick begin with an S and end with an S? Yes. <laughs> yes, it does. How can you not pick Sipes with the with the way he, he ran in Buffalo Chip? You know, he's got that. I, he was atop the box. He knows. He knows what that feels like. He's got that going into Peoria, and I just think Peoria. Would you compare it to any other track? Like, nope. nope so this is the uh, first time he's running Peoria. Right, and that's why, you know, I'm still, I'm just going off his rider capability and what we've seen so far. He's never been going down that long straightaway before on yeah. the front straightaway. That's, it's longer than a half mile straightaway, so it's more like a, you're on a mile straightaway. Then you got that left-hander, and then you got the jump, then you got kind of a little switchback. I don't know what the track's going to look like either, but I'm still, right. I'm counting on what we heard from, from earlier from John in the first interview on how the track is different. It's got the one jump. They're going to be getting more air. Yeah. And we know he's not scared to air it out. Um, he did tell me that it's harder landing these things because there's not much suspension, you know, because they lower them down for a flat track. But right. I still think Sipes is going to be up there. I know Janish going to give him a run for his money. Yeah, and then I, you can't, I think they're going to battle out, it out. Yeah, yeah, and then you can't count out the Pacific Northwest guys because they're always fast on the TTs. Um, you know, and Ryan Wells got second there last year, so he can be up there. Mikey Rush is going to be up there as well. I like what you said about Sipes and, and the straightaway um, because, you know, I was thinking maybe, you know, it's all going to come down to what that jump looks like for him. But I didn't even think about the fact that, you know, he hasn't run a mile before. So it's going to be new for him to kind of, you know, make that turn out of four, run down that that long straight. Right. And, you know, some of those guys even tuck in and almost look like they're drafting. I know some of the guys still hang on with both handlebars because it gets a little bit rough, especially when they're hard on the brakes, because when you're using front and rear brakes, it pushes the dirt more. And so that's why there's usually more braking bumps at this particular track. Yeah. But, you know, just just knowing the caliber of rider Sipes is, I still think he's going to be up front. Uh, Janish, I was watching his social media earlier this week, and he's kind of down on himself after not making <laughs> the main event at Sacramento. Um, he he'll he's gonna look to rebound. He won the first three before the Buffalo Chips, so if he wins four out of the five, I think that'd be awesome. 
Yeah, I mean, he's definitely going to give him a run for his money. Like, Sipes has never been there. Janish has experience. I mean, Sipes has all kinds of other experience, but not at Peoria. And that's a definitely, it's, it's definitely a unique track, so it'll be cool to see how that pans out. And uh, I wish them both the best of luck, and I'll have fun watching the race. All right, let's talk about the AFT Twins class, because the production twins don't race here. The production twins are only in the half miles and miles in, in 2019. So the AFT Twins class, if Henry doesn't race, mm, it opens man. up the door for a first-time winner. Nobody else yeah. that is racing has won in the premier class except for Henry. That's crazy, man. There's been a lot of firsts here lately, you know, with Varnes won, Harley-Davidson getting that first win. Uh, if Henry doesn't race, which I'm hoping he does, because you always like to see... You always like to see that guy at least compete. And you, nobody wants to see that guy always win, but it's you want him to compete. Absolutely. You know, if 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 he doesn't race and, say, Jared Meese wins or whoever, everybody say, well, yeah, because Henry wasn't there. So, <laughs> I, I, you know, but at the same time, if he does race and he's not 100%, then they're, you know, so these guys aren't going to win. If they win, they're still not going to win for <laughs> To the people in the, in the crowd, you know, right. I, you know what I'm saying. Well, and, and I think as much as Henry wants to be there for that reason, I think people like me, people like you know it, Jake Johnson, other people that are going to be competitive on this TT, they want him there as well for that exact same reason because they want to say I won and I beat Henry Wiles at the TT. That's just as important yeah. as winning. Yeah, fair and square. You know, they want it to be fair. So Henry Wiles won there last year. Briar was second. He was only. Well, he was 4.2 seconds behind Henry. And then Jake Johnson was third. Jared Meese was fourth. Uh, Hayden Gillum, I'm not sure if he's racing. I don't think he's racing. I haven't seen him at all this year. He was fifth. Bronson Brown was sixth. So, um, man, I just don't know. I mean, with Henry maybe or maybe not racing, I think I'm going to have to go with Breyer. You know what I'm going to go with? You're going to go with Henry Wiles. Henry Wiles. I say he's going to make it, and he's going to whoop everybody's ass with the with the plate in his foot that he had put in there earlier in the week. That's that's right. the story I, I like that I think is going to pan out. I like that a lot. We also cannot forget the 95, J.D. Beach. Yep. He <laughs> may be a factor. He, I don't know if he's racing or not. I haven't heard that yet. Yeah. And then also the five of Jake Johnson. Those two guys, you know, J.D.'s won the two TTs for the Twins earlier. Yeah. And Jake Johnson was leading to the last corner yep. of the Buffalo Chip. And Jake, I just remember... You know, the past few years before they got on the Twins, Jake Johnson would just air it out so far on his single. Yeah. He's not scared to jump. And yeah. if the jump is back, that's going to change some things up also because yeah. maybe Briar maybe Briar doesn't want to jump that Indian. So now I'm now I'm second-guessing my pick. <laughs> well, I'm, you, I'm talking myself right out of my pick if, right now. If you change your mind during the week, we can uh, hop back on here and I can edit it out before Friday. Um, but you'll have, to, you'll have to have it locked in by Friday. How about that? Man, now I got now you got me thinking. I'm all right. <laughs> That's the idea, right? You know what? What? Are you gonna change your pick? Uh, uh, I think I'm gonna have to. Oh, first time, ladies and gentlemen. Scotty Dubler changes his I, pick. And your changed pick is? Um gosh, I don't know, man. I don't know who to pick. Okay. It's gonna be it's gonna be it's gonna be Jared Meese. Briar Bauman or Jake Johnson, but I don't know who to pick. And that's if that's if Henry doesn't race, which I'm I'm assuming Henry's not going to race. I want him to race yeah. for, for obvious reasons. To want I want to see him win another one if he can. Um, I, I just I, what I'm uncertain about is the new jump. It's going to be awesome to watch JD go there for sure. I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna have to go with Jake Johnson just oh, because he changed it. Thinking, he did. I'm thinking about the old jump. I'm thinking about the way Jake would hit the jump. 
I think he's going to air it out on that Yamaha, and I think he's going to take the win. It would be good to see after what happened to him at the Buffalo chip to get that win. Um, Because, I mean, he's been running up front. It's cool to see, you know, he switched back to that Yamaha, and he's up there running on these TTs still. So that's pretty cool. Absolutely. So I know we've been talking quite a bit this episode, but uh, it's time for the flat track fact. I like facts. So this one comes from Burt Sumner, and of course, I'm sure he's got help from the history of Migos. Yes. But let's look back to Sacramento. Gary Ketchum, another friend of mine, another Oklahoma rider, made the main event at 59 years old, seven months, and 27 days. He is now officially the oldest rider to qualify for a Grand National main event. Ronnie Jones was the oldest. He made the main event also, but he's only 58 years old and nine months and 11 days. So there's about a year difference. Uh, that's your fact of the weekend. Also, a little bit more on that. First time ever, two riders over 50 have made one Grand National main event at the same time. And that just happened this past weekend. Yes, sir. That is badass. I dig it. So some people might not agree with it. There was he had some Gary had some good luck. Yeah. He did beat Carver. Carver had a mechanical issue, but he kept going. Yeah. And then Robbie Pearson was a scratch out of that race. But you know what? Ketchum went to a lot of the races. Whatever. He's been racing for a long, he got long in. time. It doesn't matter, yeah. He made his first Grand National main event. The pit area down there was so excited. That's awesome. There were tears of joy. Oh, man. And That's congr- awesome. Congratulations to Gary Ketchum making his first ever Grand National main event at 59 years old. That's a pretty cool story. I dig it. And he's from Oklahoma. Did I say that? Another Okie. What? Two Okies in the main. I'm from Oklahoma. Well, I'm from South Dakota, but I consider myself from Oklahoma now. Yeah. And you're at some guy from Oklahoma's house. Which is crazy. We actually found out when you were talking to him tonight that you guys went to like with the same elementary school, same middle school or high school or what? We went to the same junior high. Back then it was junior high and then high school together. You know, not the same time. He graduated quite a few years later than I did. But how crazy is that? You're at somebody's house. It was the same... <laughs> schools i did for six years well in most states it would be crazy but oklahoma only has like two schools oh, my oh shit my graduating class had 535 people that's more than mine house. did that's crazy there you go shut okay. the front door <laughs> and i'm gonna be in oklahoma in september i better watch myself yeah yeah you better be careful you start talking trash they're gonna get you all right um us, us okies stick together hey carter <laughs> what Tell everybody smash that like button. Smash that like button, people. Give us a follow. Yes. Send us a message if you want anything. If you have any questions for us, uh, we'll try to answer some questions. We might have to get that phone number back out and put it in use here pretty soon. We're too. pretty responsive. We get back to people. We talk to people. So shoot us a note. Let us know what you, you want to do. Our, you, with, what? you talk to everybody on Facebook. Yeah. You talk to everybody on Facebook. I answer the people on uh, Instagram, and yeah. we kind of share that a little bit. But, yeah, hit us up. We're not scared. I ain't scared. Have fun in Peoria, man. I'm going out to uh, Bud's Creek this weekend. Well, have fun out there in the mud. We're going to have fun at Thunder Valley. You're calling it a mudder already. No, Bud's Creek. It's just with motocross, mud mud across. I don't know. They play in the mud. They they don't care. It's it's usually muddy. (laughs) You're right. You're not wrong. Hey, hey, Carter. What? Keep it on four wheels. I hope you have better luck with the airlines. And I'm going to keep it on two wheels or just uh, have fun at the races. Man take in that peoria badassness and uh, enjoy that man i'm super jealous i'm not out there for that one uh and i'm telling you i'm gonna make it out to springfield though I have come hell right. or high water yeah you might have to quit your job or something i'm definitely gonna quit my job if they don't give me off for springfield and come perfect. drive up there perfect sign up sign in come on in you can hang out with me um i can't wait to have my pmc burgers 
I never had a PMC burger when I went. Now, you, now you're just disappointing me. I know it. Well, you didn't point I me in the right you, direction. I told, you, I told you everything you need to do at every race we went to. I even made you go around a few of the racetracks to show you how crazy they were. So, But no, you don't never these people. told me about I a PMC a burger. So. Oh, my gosh. Yep. Epic fail. That'll happen. See you next week. Nazizi's there already. Yeah, I'm sitting on his couch watching two and a half men. He just he he switched it. (laughs) We're we're getting into the motorsports stuff, but we were sitting there laughing at Charlie.